didn't figure that out. Well, I've got intros for days. Right. Days and days. Hello, and welcome to Punk Goes Pod. You son of a gun. <laughs> you wanted to say something else. I did, but I won't. <laughs> it's alright, you can say it. <laughs> no. Son of a good pair of parents. Yes. Parents. That, yes, to continue on, this is the internet's leading and only podcast that chronicles the Punk Goes Ellipses series. Fearless Records, Punk Goes Ellipses series. And some other stuff from time to time. Yeah. And we, it's the, uh, philosophize the age-old question, hell yeah, oh yeah, nah. This is correct. Yeah. We are doing this in our living room, which is a bit different. And I always, just realizing, feel the need to declare when we're in another room that's not the study which you know only you know two of our listeners will know what our house looks like anyway (laughs) so it's like who am i I saying this for i do still think we should do a balcony session sometime definitely we probably could have done it today but at the same time i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get through it a little bit i will be a little bit shy yeah um just because we have neighbors and that sort of thing they Look, our neighbours do not seem to mind other people hearing their business, so... Sure. Yeah. What? Between... No, I agree with you. Between guy who pulls in and listens to music, like, absolute maximum volume, and is probably deaf. Deaf. Um, Or at least suffering some mad tinnitus. Yeah. Or the kids who ride their bikes in the little parking bit with a boombox or... A 2020 equivalent of a boombox. Which is a mobile phone. This is true. A mobile phone. Mobile phone. <laughs> Probably blasting some Shawn Mendes stitches. <laughs> this, oh, I or, see what you did there. Or, or the uh, cover song by State Champs for... See, I'd be impressed if that was the case, but it's always just like... Whatever. Gangster rap. <laughs> it's, I don't... Like, it's just... Yeah, anyway. And this is for Punk Coast Pop 7. Yes. Just to get it out there. Mm-hmm. You went for a big walk today, so how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Yeah. I had woken up and resolved to have a shit day, which I do a lot at the moment. I was like, well, it's not getting any better than this, so I'm just going to see it out. But um, yeah, my dear friend and friend of the pod, Helen, gave me a, well, gave me a text, texted me and... Yeah, we went for a big, leisurely long walk in the sun, and I'm feeling like a person. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Got a bit of colour in your face. A bit too much, I think, but that's all right. I think I'm probably just going to sunburn every time I go out at the moment because I haven't been outside properly for months. Sorry, it's called an Irish tan. <laughs> I nearly confronted a fear of mine that's been a fear of mine for half my life, but I didn't. You and, didn't. Yeah, wussed out at the sort of last minute. Do you want to go into it? That's all right. Maybe for our Halloween episode, I'll muster up the courage to... At the very least, do you want to tell the listeners what it was that you noped out of so they know? The Japanese horror classic Juon, The Grudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, now that we're not... We haven't... We have no further need to earmark... Halloween for our wedding, so... Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What a year this has been. Mm -hmm. So, any other news? 
Mm, no. No. There you go. Any from you? I feel like when I get the new laptop up and running, I'm going to be even more sneakier with those introductions as well. You're not going to hear the click of the... Because uh, I can do the... Tap. Because it's a PC, I can do the tap. And not the uh, not the Mac where they eliminated that. That was a hard thing going back, going to Mac from PC laptops and not having the, the tap on the trackpad. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Shall we uh, get into a little bit of Sean? I thought that I've been hurt before, but no one's ever left me quite this sore. Your words cut deeper than a knife Now I need someone to breathe me back to life Got a feeling that I'm going under But I know that I'll make it out alive If I quit calling you my lover Move on You watch me bleed until I can't breathe assuming because i've i'm the one holding up my phone i'm i'm happy to do it i just always feel like i'm the equivalent of like that one person who doesn't do any of the group assignment but then presents it and it's just like yeah that was me but that's also an important role that's That's true if, if, if you've got the person who can present well enough i mean that's basically what basically what any talk show host does they have a team of comedy writers who write their monologue and then they come out and perform it and they're the ones who are considered the funny ones. That's true. I've never really interrogated that idea, but you are correct. Take that, Jimmy Fallon. Oh my god, he's just Anyway. How about yeah, right. how about you take Sean Mendez and all I'll right. uh, I'll take over state champs when we get up to them. Cool. So, Sean Mendez was born in 1998, which just makes me sick. <laughs> um, he hails from Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Get out. Um, and he learned guitar at the age of 14 by watching YouTube tutorial videos. I'm sorry, I just realised that in Canada the movie Get Out would have been Get Out. God damn it. <laughs> it sure would have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy doesn't need a team of comedy writers. No, it's, just it's yeah, Everything you've... is exactly that. <laughs> you've got content for miles. And you've got a test audience with you all the time at the moment. <laughs> anyway. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, Alright. So, Sean Mendes, like I said, learned guitar at the age of 14. A year later, he was posting his own videos on YouTube. Uh, and his breakout moment came when he covered Justin Bieber's As Long As You Love Me on Vine. So he began resti- resting... Resting. <laughs> he began resting... <laughs> As all teenagers do because they have too much spare time. Um, He began releasing cover songs in six-second snippets on the social media app. Uh, That's kind of a cool little um, crossover because 
Biebs also got huge because he was on YouTube, I think. Yeah, and, and so, Usher yeah. discovered him. Yeah. So. Um, and yeah, I, I loved the idea that... And I know this wasn't how he was doing it, but if he was recording... He recorded the whole... Like, he played the whole song, but, like, released it in six-second snippets. Is that what he did, or...? No, no, I'm, oh, I'm saying... Yeah. I'm saying, imagine how funny that would have been if that's how he did it. That would have been... And it's just, like, you have to just, like, get through each... Like, you have to get through, like, 20 <laughs> vines to get through a song. It's like if you ever watched a a movie on YouTube pre... Remember when YouTube used to be, like, the videos were at most 10 minutes long yeah so you had to do like part one part two yeah oh, and i mean they were always they were never uploaded elite they were never uploaded legally onto youtube yeah but i watched interview with a vampire on youtube <laughs> and it was in about 20 parts <laughs> oh man <laughs> sorry the internet is one of the best and worst inventions oh, of our yeah. lifetime yep um where was I? So yeah, following his breakout moment on Vine, R.I.P., he signed to Island Records in 2014. Uh, and everything just sort of took off from there. At the age of 17, he opened for Taylor Swift on the North American leg of the 1989 tour. In 2014, he was listed among Time Magazine's most influential teens uh, making the list after being the youngest ever star to debut in the top 25 of the Billboard Hot 100, uh, where his first single, Life of the Party, reached number 24. Um, he was on that list alongside the likes of Lord and Troy Sivan, two other people whose success makes me ill. Can I just ask? Yeah. Um, who opened for Taylor Swift on the Australian leg of the nineteen eighty nine. Was that the guy Sebastian? Uh no, that was Red. The guy um, Sebastian. The guy Sebastian show. Um shit. That's alright. It's not nineteen eighty nine it was Now I'm curious to know who it was. Yeah, I can't remember. See this imagine if this was on the radio and like Richard could phone in and be like, it was this. Yeah, he would remember. Sorry. That's okay. So <laughs> poor Richard's probably just like yelling at his podcasting listening device. It's Kern, stupid. <laughs> Me money now. Um, but yeah, whoever it was, I'm sure. No, Charlie XCX. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Shit, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. I need to figure this out now. 1989. Let me tell you a story about... How my life got twist turned upside down. No, I'm not gonna. The 1989 world tour. It, I would rather vamp than um, than edit anything <laughs> out. <laughs> I would rather just ramble and keep it in than uh, look. I hope you're all uh, all doing well, all keeping safe. It was Vance some... Joy. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, Charlie XCX did the Reputation tour. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Vance Joyer, they, where are they from? He is Australian. Um, he did that song, Riptide. Later, coming out from the Riptide. Nah. Nah. Sometimes this podcast is difficult <laughs> because you don't know the pop-leaning stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I know the punk-leaning stuff. This is very true, yes. <laughs> anyway... I feel like that was a mean thing for me to say. I apologize. 
I'm going to leave it here, but I'm just going to can no. in a whole bunch of boos. I mean, you're welcome to. <laughs> if I could boo myself externally, I would. Um, I'm going to put in some cheers with me. No, that's too far. Cheers for me and cheers for you. No, I've just milkshake doctor myself. Anyway, um, so the song, Stitches. Yes. Which I will have by the time this podcast is over because someone will be very mad at how I conduct myself on here. Um, Who? I don't know. Just someone. Just, no. uh, okay, some of the imaginary person. Fuck me. What a fucking podcast. Anyway, um, Stitches was the third... S- Can you please take this? I am losing my mind already. So Stitches was the third single from his debut album, Handwritten. In 2015, I always thought handwritten was two words, but but he used one word for that. I think it's one of those ones that, as English, the language continues to, like, progress. Why are you making devil horns at me? That's why simple thought can go either way. Can be one or two. Right, Can be one word or two words. Um... I realised it was silly as I no, was doing it. No, it's just but... that combined with a car honking out. Like, just everything is working against me today. Okay. Um, yeah. Who cares? Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so the song was written and produced by Danny Parker, who worked on Nick Jonas's Chains, Liar by Britney Spears, and Youngster by James Blunt. Yep. And Teddy Geiger, mm-hmm. Woke Up in Japan by Five Seconds of Summer, Unless It's With You by Christina Aguilera and Fitness by Lizzo. Oh, such a good song. So the song was very successful. It reached number four on the Yaria charts, 10 in Canada on their Hot 100. Um, would have thought that maybe it would have been bigger because he was Canadian. Um, yeah, number, number two in Germany, Ireland and Norway. Number five in NZ and number one in Scotland, the UK and number four in the US Billboard Hot 100. So considering he was he was about 17 at the time, that's, you know, it is a very successful song. Mm. Mm. He did pretty well. He did do pretty well. Uh, so I don't really have too much written about the film clip. Basically, mm-hmm. he drives into a parking garage, which I guess if he's in America, he could do because he was 17. And I think they can legally drive at 16 in America. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, it's like... I always remember it being like, oh man, imagine being able to drive at 16. They're so lucky in America. And then it's like, yeah, but we get to drink at 18. So (laughs) jokes on them. We get to to start ruining our lives much earlier. We can drink, smoke, gamble. Basically, the only thing we can't do is rent a car until we get our full license. Mm. Uh, So yeah, I don't really have too much written. He drives into a parking garage and then gets out... He can't make it anywhere, though, because a ghost or some force keeps beating him up. Mm. Smashes his head into a, to the car window. One yeah. of the door windows. Just like, cool. Yeah, it's... it. Yeah. Obviously, like, the external force is supposed to represent, like, some form of limitations, I guess. Or, like... Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But yeah, it's also just kind of like, yep. <laughs> it would have also been... I mean, there would have been things about it that would have been expensive, but it would have also been kind of a cheap-ish yeah. film clip to make. It's just, it's him. Um, 
I have it written down that as a child he would pretend he was being attacked by ghosts, which <laughs> I guess was like how he practiced for this. But at the same time, like I'm looking at it going, yeah, as if like I don't believe for a second you're doing your own stunts, Sean. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that either. A lot of things I haven't thought about this week and in my entire life. Oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I. It, like, it's a cool premise, but then, like, in looking up the video and then looking at the lyrics on Genius, like, someone noted on Genius.com that the original video that they released for this was released on Vivo. Whoops, I just scratched the microphone. Um, and it had a cameo appearance by Cla- Kate Blanchett. So, Which like, is so bizarre. Yeah. And, it like, it... I Yeah. I don't know. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it so here we are she's someone who and it might be because she's a fellow Australian but she has this almost angelic presence in my Mm. mind like she is a pure soul you hear that Kate you get the punk ghost pod seal of approval sure but like yeah we tried to find it on YouTube and we kind of couldn't as well um I'd just be interested to know. It's such a weird thing to like, hey, let's have Kate Blanchett cameo in our, yeah. in our film clip for this 17-year-old boy's music video. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> You know what would be amazing if it turned out that it's like, basically, if... So in the original, in the one that we get, it's him getting beaten up by an invisible force... If she decided, hey, I don't want to be in this, but like the original was her beating him up <laughs> while wearing a green morph suit. Just, <laughs> it's just her face <laughs> out of the morph suit. She's just like, no, I won't let you in this building. Fuck off, kid. <laughs> yes, you are allowed to drive, but you can't drink for another four years. Ugh, I don't know what your laws are in Canada. Go back there. That would make an excellent video. Just green man. But it's Kate Blanchett just beating the shit out of a teenager. I know I've... I don't endorse that, by no. the way. <laughs> um, it's it's always like I don't, I don't have too many cases of it when like celebrities are hidden in plain sight. But one of the things that one of the ones that made me laugh, and I told you about it, was is it like a Gamescom or a Comic Con or something a few years ago? And Jamie Lee Curtis went as Vega from Street Fighter, because <laughs> Vega, Vega wears a mask. Oh shit! And so, like, so nobody knew it was Jamie Lee Curtis going around as Vega from oh, Street Fighter. She's such a real one. Like, she's I would best. love to have coffee with her and just chat. Yeah, she's so great. Yeah, like when we watched Halloween, I was like, I want to watch this again. I know. We just we just finished this, and I want to watch it again. Ah. Oh. She is wonderful. Are we avoiding talking about the song, or are we? No. Yeah. Like, let's. Yeah, look, let's get stuck into it. What do you think of "Stitches" by Sean Mendes? I expected to hate it. Yeah. And that might have worked in its favour because I didn't. <laughs> I I actually did like it. Yeah. Um, I will admit. So the start, the the opening acoustic guitar, yeah. um, is used on a vine that I am. That's very recognisable to me. It's. It's sort of hard to sort of explain. It's basically just a, a kid is doing a really goofy walk, and then it's the it pans over to their dad, and their dad just like is like pinching oh, the bridge of his nose, pinching like the bridge of his nose, like oh thing. for fuck's sake! 
and and it's that it's the do 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 playing yeah um and so really really so he got his start on vine uh-huh. my exposure to sean mendez was basically from a vine that wasn't a sean like that wasn't from yeah. sean mendez anyway um so yeah when when you played that i, I laughed same um, i i i like the the sort of like stomp clap rhythm yeah it. yeah but it kind of put in my mind Young Blood by Five Sauce. Five Which is so summer. much better. It's so much better. <laughs> that 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 marching rhythm Yeah. I can just I can just conjure it in my head, whereas this will probably be sort of like it'll be like a sieve. It'll you know clumps of it will stay in there in my in my brain sieve and then I'll just start to hemorrhage them out after oh, a while. Oh no, and that sounds a bit graphic. And, and then it'll be gone. I hope you don't hemorrhage your memories out of your brain. Well, hemorrhage the, the Shawn Mendes memories, I'm fine with. <laughs> Jesus. Which makes it sound like I don't like the song. I, I Again though, I do. It's got a, you know, got a catchy hook. It's got, mm. you know... It seems like there's not too much to it, but I feel like if you were to sort of unpack it, there would be more elements to it because it's like there's the the bit in the chorus where it's like oh, what is the lyric um would you watch me bleed until i can't breathe i don't get that and and it's funny like i'm looking at the lyrics on genius and i love that someone feels like they need to explain all of this i feel like there's nothing there's nothing to be interpreted with this song it's all about a bad relationship i miss you I have to get over you. Um, it's going to hurt because I'm without your kisses. Um, Which is such an awkward turn of phrase. Like, yeah. it just... Now that I'm... It just kind of reminds, like... Yeah. It just sort of sounds so, like, whingy. Like, I need your kisses. And that's where I, I said to you, like, can... You know, while I was setting up, can you look up and see who actually wrote the lyrics to the song? And it was... Um, Teddy Geiger and and the other person who I'm forgetting because I'm yeah. on... Hang on, l- let me look it up um, because I'm on Genius. Daniel Parker. Daniel Parker. Yeah. Or Danny Parker and uh, Teddy Geiger. Because it does seem like it's a very immature thing. Like a 17-year-old would have that dramatic sense yeah. of this is my first relationship and if it doesn't... And if it ends, then my life is going to end. Yeah. Um. You know, your first your first relationship in a way is kind of your most not I'm not gonna say your most important because I'm sitting with the most important person in my life. Wow. Thank you. Myself. <sighs> but I'm joking. You I are, know. You are the most important person in my life and the other most important person in my life is glaring at me from the study. <laughs> probably thinking Your mother why, Probably thinking, why aren't you doing actually he's twitching so he's asleep but he's got the membranous eye going oh gross but yeah so when you when you are that age and i remember it you know when your first relationship ends in, as a teenager and so like, how is my life going to go on well it's because you're you're feeling everything for the, literally for the first yeah, time yeah like it's such a like you look back and sort of cringe but it's so profound because like this is the first heartbreak you've ever heard felt and oh my god Surely no one has ever felt like this before. Yes. Like, yeah. And that's exactly right. It's it's the... the You hit the nail on the head. No one has ever felt this way before. No yeah. one has ever felt what I felt before. No one can relate to this. And yeah, it is a bit... It's overdramatic and a bit immature. 
And if I was 17 and I'd just been dumped, then I could relate to that. But as a 31-year-old, I look at it and go, oh, dude, you're so young. I Yeah. I think the only sort of tell for me that it was too old, like, that he hadn't written it was just the like if I quit calling you my lover blah 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 it's like I don't recall teenagers being that sort of intimate with their language like and that to me also like but he was a teen when he wrote this in air quotes and then yeah that's when I clicked that it wasn't him who wrote it so quit calling you my babe my GF or whatever or just yeah like there's there's something about the inferral or like the Oh my god, I don't have words. But like, yeah, something about lover and what that, like the connotations with that. Like, it's not a teenage, yeah, thing. Um, but sung by a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna shift. This is an ASMR podcast of me just shifting around on the couch. Um, <laughs> and it also makes me think of like, so like kisses and stitches. Is, you know, when when you when you fall over and your mum kisses your knee. <laughs> and then and then it's conjuring images of that frightening episode of Adventure Time. Remember the one where they get the when they like all their bones get broken and they're laid up and the friggin' oh, freaky no. nurse clowns come and kiss their feet? Maybe you should leave the medical decisions to the medical professionals. And my professional prescription is your toe needs crazy smooches. It's the I'd forgotten that. Now I'm really upset. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, yeah, sorry. I feel like I was. I feel like I was interrupting you. Before. No. Probably, but it's fine. <laughs> what else is new? Um, I think like this. I'm sort of getting ahead of myself, but like this song lends itself well to. Being a punk goes candidate because of how emotive and like overwrought the lyrics are. But then again, it's one of those ones where some of the lyrics are kind of goofy, so it takes me out of it a bit. Like, mm. well, just the chorus, like, you watch me bleed until I can't breathe. It's just like, what? Like, yeah, like, like, if you bleed enough, you would just die, wouldn't you? Oh, well, like, I guess that's what he means. Like, until yeah, I can't, I until I yeah. can't breathe, which is, which is another way of saying I'm dead now. And then just, yeah, like, it's a, like, it's a really good song, and, like, it's the product of good songwriting, like, good production, that kind of thing. He does it really well. I enjoy it. But ultimately, like, it's a bit of a nothing song. Like, it's not Mm. like I'm thinking, like, damn, like, this song really defines, like, music in 2015. Like, it was huge, but this isn't it for me. But can I... I'm not playing devil's advocate or anything, but I honestly, besides the vine, I honestly didn't, Uh, I'd never heard this song. Nah, it was around. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. But like, I honestly, I Mm. didn't hear that. Would, would have been really interesting. As we mentioned, Teddy Geiger worked with, uh, five sauce. Mm. Would have been really interesting if this was a five seconds of summer song. It probably would have been more infused with that sort of pop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, punk. Because I know that they're they're not they're not a, a straight out boy band. Are they like they're a band with 
They're, so, they're sort of like the emo version of One Direction kind of thing. Yeah, but like, there's your lead singer and the rest are playing, you know, guitar, bass, yeah. drums. Yeah. But yeah, but again, like, they were sort of like a manufactured version of, I guess, like... Kind of like Hanson. Yeah. How, like, they all played their instruments. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, it's funny, like, now that I'm talking, I don't feel like I have a lot to unpack from this song outside of, like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like, and that's to fine. me, this isn't, like, a pop cultural moment. Like, out of Shawn Mendes's songs, like, I don't know, like, him with Camille Cabello, like, Senorita, like, those, like, there are other moments of his that are more interesting to yeah. me than this. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. We will not be donating to the Shawn Mendes Foundation. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he has a no. foundation. What? Yeah, the Shawn Mendes Foundation. What the fuck? Did you say that in the notes and I just completely didn't? No. Okay, no. good. What's it for? It's for the Shawn Mendes Foundation. <laughs> no, it's things like, so... <sighs> I looked at the website and the website does have kind of a lot of... Just, I need to have a look at this. Just sort of like wank speak so you know synergy and all that oh no but i mean he did donate a lot of money to like when we were having our horrible bushfires at the start of the year like he donated a bunch of money to that um it's it is a it is a lot of you know giving money to you know help funding things and and that sort of thing you know oh good on him yeah you know 22 and you know he's He's, you know, cool with doing that sort of thing with his money. Like, yeah. And look, like, that's like... Yeah. I have no doubt that he's, like, a good egg. And, like, a cool guy. Like, good musician. Like, there's a reason why people love him so much. It's just I'm not his demographic. No. So I'm just like, yep. And it was interesting. You did show me someone has mashed up a whole (laughs) bunch of his songs together to basically make one song. Which, and I mean, that's kind of what a mashup is. But but he, you know, he kind of... And I guess this is... Well, it's whoever, not on him, it's on the songwriters. Yeah, whoever writes the songs for him goes, well, yeah, he has a he has a style. And we'll and that, sort of yeah. stick to that. But, like, they, it's a very, you know, similar sounding stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, he falls into that sort of miscellaneous category for me where, like... I know who he is, I know the reach he has and, like, how influential, whatever. Well, not even that, necessarily. But, like, he has this big following, like, he's popular, but... Yeah, I don't sort of glean anything further from his music beyond, like, oh, it's it's nice. Now that I'm not even... I'm not even looking at a picture of him, but I can't distinguish between him and uh, the British guy that... Was or still is dating Emma Stone? Um, it was Spider Man Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Gar- what? See, to me, I always confuse him. Like, whenever I see a press photo of Sean Mendes, I'm like, oh, is that the cover of like Thirteen Reasons Why on Netflix? Um, um, he's yeah, he's just like a generic, like handsome person. If you were to do the Pokemon evolution, it would be, it would be, <laughs> it would be Sean Mendes. Mm-hmm. And then middle evolution would be Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And then oldest or like the 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 ultra evolution or whatever you would call it would be Brendan Urie. They all just kind of look the same to me. Really? Yeah. They look nothing alike to me. Yeah. Well, that's because you. I mean, you have a 
You have a horse in that race. This is true. <laughs> Speaking of horses, do we want to talk about the state chance? because it buys into that underdog sort of mentality of pop punk. Yeah. So it's just like, sick, I'm on board, like, love it, off you go kind of thing. Yeah, kind of, it's like, state champs, gym class heroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to think that it's like spelling bee or something. <laughs> <laughs> Man, spelling bees just give me... Flashbacks to when I failed in a semi-final of Ozspell on the word alcohol because I, I panicked. I was going to say, was, your, was the word that you failed on failure? <laughs> that would have been so poetic. Instead, I spelled alcohol, A-L-C-H-O-L, alcohol, and I got, um, what's the word? Disqualified. Yes, thank you. That's all right. After this, we'll drink some plenty alcohol. <laughs> Uh. Uh, you you made it to the states. I didn't even do anything like that with my spelling. So oh look, you know. So state champs. Mm-hmm. They formed in Albany, New York, in 2010. That's more an Albany expression. Yeah. Anyway. Hi. Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard of it before. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I've written down that unfortunately they don't have a funny meeting up story. Yeah, that's alright. Oh well. So they're currently signed to Pure Noise Records. Jake Round, who founded the company, used to intern at Fat Records. Pure Noise. We talked about them a while ago, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. But Fat Records is the record company by one uh, Fatrick Michael. (laughs) Patrick Michael. I misspelled pure noise while I was looking it up, so I spelled it P-Y-E-E noise. Oh, you were going to say pure nose. No. And one of the top search results is P-noise. Um. <laughs> what, like the the sound of the letter P? or No, like, ur- like urination. P-E-E, yeah. I guess someone needed it for a funny jape. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Pure noise records. God, who was it we were talking about? I do not remember. While you're looking at that, I will uh, continue no, on. No, sorry. I was looking into my own research purposes the other day. Oh. No, no, someone on Twitter said that a musician in the scene had died, and I had no idea which band they were from, and I was trying to like dig in, because they did that thing where they were like, oh, R.I.P. 
person, but they didn't say, like, from band, because they obviously are familiar enough with the band that they didn't have to put the name of the band in the tweet. Oh, yeah. And I just couldn't figure out, and I don't think I fully figured it out. But It um, wasn't Eddie Van Halen, was it? Cause... No. <laughs> I would like to think that I would know. <laughs> two, two thirds of his name is the band. <laughs> I think at that point I would just hand in my clout card and just give up on this podcast oh, entirely. And by the way, belated RIP for Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Um, yes, Patrick Michael. Continue. So, so, yeah, the band went from a five-piece to a four-piece when they parted ways with guitarist Tony Diaz earlier this year, and I believe they've decided to stick with the four-piece okay. side of it. Um, and I have written here that their influences include the starting line, which I think we've done an episode on. Um, oh, yes, Blink, we have. Sum 41, Fallout Boy, and Green Day. These guys are real heads. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean... So from 2010, I also... It's kind of interesting that, like, you would have basically pre-2010 bands would have all of those influences except for Fallout Boy. And then post-2010 pop-punk bands have mm. all those bands, including Fallout Boy. Yeah. I, I I always... And I don't know if this is... Like, this is always just the way that I looked at it with... The, you know, the the sort of... I don't know if it's considered the first wave or the second wave of pop punk. The bands like Newfound Glory, Rufio... Yep. Those sorts of bands. They were the they were the unpopular but also kind of unremarkable kids. Yeah. The ones who maybe aren't, like... The, the ones who aren't, like, you know, geniuses or anything like mm. that. But just still dweebs. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco were... Kids who liked Blink-182, but also were the theatre nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The theatre and the art nerds. And Paramore's in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that reaction that I got from you with that. No, I, no, I, I, I thought about that for a while and I was like, huh. No, yeah. it's accurate. Like, yeah, it's sort of a... And it's kind of a generational thing, I feel like... Just that cohort of bands that came out that were, like, entirely my shit. Mm. Yeah, like, there was that certain, like, theatre kid element that, I don't know. Yeah, oh, if it's... you... I would be willing to bet mm. that if you look up Brendan Urie's bio, somewhere close to the start of, like, his early life and career, it will say that he studied theatre in high school. He mm. was a, He was a theatre kid in high school. I would be willing to bet anything. Okay. I am not willing to bet anything. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the only things I remember about his bio from when I read it as a teen is he worked at a juice bar. I like you. Yeah. For all of like a week. Um, and yeah, he got kicked out of home. That's right. You must have been working at that juice bar for all of a week at the same time I was working at a cinema for all of a week. <laughs> we are both... I don't even know what. The best. Yes. Anyway. Um, what do you think of this cover? I love it. It's great. It's like, I am super excited about these guys because we talk about them at least once more. Mm. Um, they're just, fuck, like, I listened to, where are we? 
I'm so, just on Spotify at the moment. So I said to you, hey, give them a bit of a listen outside of this cover. Yeah. Did you give them a bit of a listen outside of the cover? I did. So yeah. I had a crack at the album, Apparently I'm Nothing, from 2011. Um, it might have been because I was at work. Um, I have a thing, I've mentioned it before, definitely, like, when I'm having to edit text, I can't listen to stuff I've never listened to before or else it's just like, what? So, like... Hmm. I might not have been paying enough attention. Like, I enjoy it. I really do love their sound. But I felt like their original stuff is hooky, but I couldn't latch on to any of it in particular. Whereas, in saying that, like, the way they handle covers, from what I've heard of them covering other musicians and other songs, like, they just nail it every single time. Yeah. So, they're, like, their pop sensibility is just incredible. That probably comes from being a band from 2010. Yeah. You know, it probably is like, hey, yeah, we we do have these punk and pop punk influences, but like, we're not above listening to the top forty yeah. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, like just the fact that they don't, and it's not even like the the opening acoustic guitar bit for the original meanders, but like they don't fuck around, like it just kicks in. Yeah, and the you know during the chorus when it's the you know bleed until I can't breathe, and then Whoa. it's Whoa. yeah. And I didn't pick up on, on it until I was listening to it in, with headphones. Yeah. And I was going for a walk and I was listening to it and I was like, I want to run right now. Did you? No. <laughs> but I was also, I was going for a drive. Like I had to go drive somewhere and I listened to it really loud. I was that idiot, but I was, you know, also not pulling into my Apartment housing complex. complex. <laughs> <laughs> I get that same feeling at live shows. I feel like I've talked about this before where like, if a band is particularly energetic, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get, like, absolutely ripped. Like, I'm going to hit the gym, I'm going to eat right, like, so I can beat the shit out. Like, just, but I, yeah, but then as soon as I'm outside of that thing, I was like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, like, when you listen to a particularly energetic song and you just want to, like, pound the pavement and just, like, air punch and, like, mm. it's just so good. No, I, when I go see a live show, I'm always, I find a place where I can just stand, so I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> nah. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. Um, I like to just watch the music and hear the music. I don't want to feel the music in a mosh pit. <laughs> in a uh, in a circle pit. That's if fun. that was the one thing that would bring us out of lockdown, would you do it though? A circle pit. Yeah. They're pretty scary. Yeah, but at least we'd be at a show. Ooh. Don't maybe, let me down. Maybe if it was a circle pit for like. Lord. Or, uh, or... <laughs> we do not need to list off every single potential artist it could have been. All right, yeah. I was trying to think of someone really funny. Um, mm. I guess the idea of a circle pit at Lord is kind of funny. So, mm. um, no, this this fucking rules. So, what did like? I'm picking you. Listen to their other stuff. Like, what yeah. did you feel about it? Think. I I enjoyed it, um, yeah. and because I wasn't working while listening to yeah, it, um, yeah. So like it did uh, uh, their other song, um, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, yeah, one of their other songs, like, is sort of I can still mm-hmm. hear it in my in my brain. Uh, secrets. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I can still like I could almost sing along to the chorus. If mm-hmm. I wanted to. Yeah. I choose not to, though. Um, I support your decision. <laughs> but it is, it's kind of interesting that it's... Yeah, this is 
sort of newer pop punk. Like it's, and yeah. I mean, of course it is because it's from 2010. That's when they formed. Um, but like the idea of like the you know them being influenced by the people uh, who influenced the generation before them. Yeah, and then and but then also you know taking on a more pop. Actually, I didn't. I didn't word that properly. Anyway. And taking on a more pop sensibility, yes. Yeah, but I could also see them... I could also see a band like this probably... And I don't want to use the word selling out, but like probably sacrificing a bit of their sound. Because, I mean, wasn't... Mm. But like getting really popular as well. Like yeah. Getting like, you know, super duper popular. Um, like getting into the charts kind of thing. But like... Because wasn't Five Seconds of Summer a pretty pop punky kind of band yeah. yep. to begin with? And yeah. I think so. But. I always, yeah, I mean, I always just think of the, you know, them tweeting out to Mark Hoppus that they wanted him to, <laughs> that they wanted him to adopt them. So it's like, I mean, you got to at least be a big Blink fan to do yeah. something like that. So yeah, um, no, I just it's just it feels like they had fun with this. They oh, they were possibly Shawn Mendes fans, you know, yeah. and you know, it doesn't feel like it just feels really genuine. Yeah, like to me this is, again, and I've said this before with regards to other covers, but like this is what punk goes should be about or Mm. like this sort of epitomises what I go, like what I consume the franchise wanting to get out of it. If that, I can't sentence today, but like it's just so cleverly done. Like they're not sort of grandstanding it. Like they're not trying to cover anything obscure. They're not like... no. Yeah, it is literally just pop, like in its purest form, and they've turned it into something really fun. Super excited to talk about them again. And I'm pretty sure they also play this live, or they were playing oh, it wow. live at one point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Like, I reckon because yeah, 2009. That's when I started uni. That's like I was still listening to the same music. Like I still listen to the same music I listened to in high school, obviously. But like. I think 2009, 2010 is about when my appetite for new bands in the genre sort of dipped because like I had other shit to worry about. Like I was becoming an adult, like, um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to sort of entertain the idea of like who I could have been in terms of like a scene sort of person had I been a few years younger because like we were in such a specific time of like that emo sort of pop punk pop culture Mm. and it still kind of blows my mind to think that like it carried on in some form in the 2010s and like it still carries on today but because we had kind of aged out of it by then we don't fully get it yeah yeah now it's kind of interesting as well because i yeah was just looking through this on youtube and there's also like a lot of people them's like a lot of dudes in their bedroom like covering it on guitar covering it on drums and yeah so you know could be the sort of thing that sort of then influences the next generation mm. I don't know yeah I like I like the idea that because you know for the longest time I sort of thought that this was a dead genre but I like the idea that it's not you know? yeah yeah like I my tastes got heavier and and more sort of darker and I don't want to say mature but like yeah, like I, I also like that this is still around and I like coming back to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. It's like, like 
I imagine we're probably treading on like enemy territory if we do this, but like there's another comp of covers that they contributed to. And it's called Songs That Saved My Life. And oh, yeah. they do a fucking brilliant cover of Real World by Matchbox 20. And it's just <laughs> so one like, again, it's one of those ones where like, I distinctly remember like being in Perth on like a little mini like vacation of my own, like going to visit my friend and like beautiful sunny day and like going for a walk and listening to that. And it's just, it was just mm. so wonderful. Like they just, regardless of like their original stuff, like just, even if you've never heard that before, just the way they can handle doing a cover and be so faithful to it while making it an entirely sort of new and refreshed thing. Like it's just so, yeah. Like it is a true like talent being able to do that. Yeah. Without it sort of sounding like you're being too formulaic or you're phoning it in. Like they, you can tell they're having fun with it. No, that's the best. That's, that's, they're the best covers is the ones that you can tell like they really, yeah, the band is still gelling because sometimes we get a cover where it's like, oh, they also broke up that year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, where they're really gelling, they like the song and they just, they love making music and they just have a blast doing it. Mm. Um. Yeah, also, I wouldn't worry about, like, the whole enemy thing. Like, until Fearless Records <laughs> signs us to a deal and pays us to do this, uh-huh. we can we can do whatever we want to. Look, it was in a theoretical sense. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, no, I love, love, love this cover. It's yeah. It's so good. It's, it's, it's dope. Yeah, as the kids say. Yeah, which was the style of the time. Mm-hmm. So we do have a couple other covers. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Mendez himself has uh, recorded his own Punk Goes Acoustic version of this song. The true punk, Sean Mendez. Yeah. I also, that was one of those bits that I tried out on you beforehand. Mm. Yep. <laughs> but he, uh, he contributes, or he contributes, he uh, recorded an acoustic version of Stitches with Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. Just like a march into the flame Oh, you let me in, I couldn't sense the pain Your bitter heart cold to the tide I find it very unremarkable. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's an acoustic cover between a male and a female. Um, like, they they're good but it's just like it doesn't add anything that the original was missing. The video of them performing it together, like they just look like they're there sort of clocking in for their job, like they aren't enjoying it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like, who approached who with that? Did did he approach her and be like, hey, can you, like, going to do an acoustic version for fuck knows why? Um, the other punk goes pod. Oh, Pop, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and... It's like, we're going to record my song, but or we're going to perform my song, but can you like come and sing it with me? Mm. I don't know. Like, it makes sense, because I think Hayley Steinfeld, like, I could be way off on the timing, but, like, they were both 
coming into their own at the same time, they fill a very specific sort of gap in music in terms of just that radio pop. Again, Haley Steinfeld, she can put out a good song, but I like she doesn't sort of define pop culture for me personally. Mm. Like they're a good match, but again, it's just kind of like, but why? She's someone I feel like who I feel like she works a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm only aware of like five percent of what she does. Mm. Um, it's kind of interesting, like because it it never feels like. It never feels like, oh, that actor is coming in to, to do singing or that singer yeah. is, is an actor, though. Because, like, I mean, my exposure to her was the... The Edge of Seventeen. No, the Coen Brothers remake of the film True Grit. Ah, um, well, there you go. And, which I think was 2010, and she was like 14 yeah. in it. She's really, really good in that movie. Like, that's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, Like, this, there's, I just... One bit I remember is just this hilarious scene where Jeff Bridges is just drunk off his ass and he can barely ride his horse. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, that was my exposure to her and it was like... And then I think a few years later on there was like, oh, and she she sings. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, I feel like it doesn't like... Although she was in the second Pitch Perfect movie, so she was singing yeah. in that. But I feel like it's not like... You know how like my sort of biggest one of my biggest complaints about you know like new girl is mm. zoe deschanel seems like she can't wait every time she gets to sing on that show yeah yeah um it feels like those two worlds don't really co- like yeah too much with her she's savvy like she sort of she slash her team like they figured out a way for her to sort of navigate the two areas without having to cross promote in either like she yeah is solid in but anyway like yeah i feel like that's kind of besides the point yeah yeah but L- like luckily this isn't a Haley steinfeld yeah, podcast <laughs> if it was it would be one episode long um i remember just seeing the name being like oh there's a t in there yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah um but yeah like what do you think of the cover to me it's just kind of like eh. oh yeah it's just it's i mean you know my opinion on just acoustic guitar covers and when i say acoustic guitar covers i mean it's just an acoustic guitar mm. sitting on a stool in yeah. front of a microphone he has that he has that one bit at the end where he sort of the the guitar drops and he does his high note um which mm. made you i think you say gross or something oh, <laughs> just that it's just that classic thing of like overworking a section that doesn't need it and it's just like, yeah, I get you can sing. That's the reason you're a singer. Like, That's the thing that I also sort of felt like with her. And she's got a really good voice. She's, does, a really, yeah. she's a really fantastic singer. It feels like she's not giving all of it. Like, yeah. all of it. Like, maybe she was... Maybe it was this. Maybe it was... They were recording at the same time in the same studio. And she was, like, across the, like, the hall. And it was like hey, do you want to come and, like, do my song with me? And so she's like, okay, yeah, but I'm not going to sing too hard because I'm not going to blow out my vocals for my album. I'm going to go ahead and say that was not the case. (laughs) What what was more likely, that or the uh, original film clip had Kate Blanchett just beating the fuck out of Shawn Mendes? Fucking hell. (laughs) Let's talk about our friend Buffer. It's been forever. It's been a minute. Yo! Hey! I thought that I've been hurt before. But 
Um, yeah. What, 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 what do you say? Well, actually, no, I will say that his version seems to have better bass than... Yeah, than... so like the karaoke version or like just the instrumentals, yeah. Yeah, it just... It hits it, different. It works. And this was one of the first times that I wasn't like... I mean, I know that, like, yeah, Buff is definitely a self-taught singer. Yes. Um, and it's never really, it's never impeded on my enjoyment of his stuff. But this was the first time I was just sort of like, yeah, get it, Buff, get it. He's super into it. Like, he, yeah, yeah like, his sense of rhythm, like, everything, and, like, super enthusiastic. I don't know why I find it so delightful, but, like... It's a change in pace from his usual stuff where, like, he is directly facing the camera instead of, like, yeah. talking to the viewer via a mirror, kind of like at a hairdresser sort of thing. Um, in the mirror. Mm, um, like, yeah, it just, it's sort of a different season of Buff's career, and I think it's great. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, and I mean, I, I, I don't really have any, I don't have any complaints with Buff, but like no, I really I, I super super duper dig this one. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a really weird week that it's like I, I mean, should we just get into to hell yeah or yeah nah? Yeah, I reckon. I, I look, I will say hell yeah to Sean Mendes. Yeah, um, I guess take it in a, in a sort of vacuum, like. You're just gonna, if you're gonna enjoy, or if you're gonna absorb only one Sean Mendes song in your life, why not let it be Stitches? Yeah, it's probably, again, this this is gonna sound harsh, but I don't mean it to sound harsh. But like, I feel like it's mostly gonna be the same. Like, it's gonna sort of all be kind of unremarkable, mm. good stuff. Like, yeah, I, I am giving it a hell yeah, but um, yeah, as I said, if you're gonna absorb one. Sean Mendes song, let it be this. Why not? Yeah. Um, shoulder shrug. The uh, state champs one though, that's a definite hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what I was going to say is this is a week where I prefer the cover, and I also prefer Buff Carell's cover <laughs> over over Sean Mendes. True. So what what do you think? Oh hell yeah, on both accounts. Like hell yeah, because like good pop song does what it needs to do. Like. And also, yeah, Sean Mendes seems like a good guy. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, like, absolutely, hell yeah, for the cut. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of sad that state champs were outside of that window of like where I actively was like looking for new music because like, I kind of shut my doors kind of early in that sense. Like, yep. I, it takes a while to sort of coax me into different bands and artists because I'm very used to that nostalgia factor of just. I've heard this a million times. I'm going to play it for the million and month t- mm. first time, like once, whatever. Um, but yeah, like just as like yeah, as like musicians who like working within that sort of pop, and then in huge air quotes punk crossover, like they just fucking nail it. Like I'm just so impressed with it, yeah. and like very excited to talk about them again. Yeah, like that's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to come back around mm. to that, and I just I just want to say like don't feel like there's anything negative if you if you have something that you can listen to a million times. Oh, then... like it's not a negative thing, but like 
I don't know. I've sort of noticed in the last couple of years, like my music taste is especially insular these days just because I don't have the brain capacity to like bother with new stuff. It's kind of it's kind of interesting because um like when you have Spotify. Yeah. You have a Spotify account, you have nearly everything. That's the thing, like, theoretically, like, the possibilities are endless, but I just go back to the same stuff. And how many, uh, you know, video streaming services do we have? We have Netflix, Stan, Amazon, and then how many times do we just go, oh, let's just watch the entirety of The Office again, because we can't, (laughs) we can't come up with something else to watch. Like, it's, it's that thing of, like, when you have everything, Mm. you're probably going to go back to your, your comforts, because it's there as well. Yeah. Um, Spoiled for choice, definitely. But um, but no, these guys are great. So, and I'm and I'm glad that they that they won the the spelling bee because yes, because they are champs. They are the champs S- of my state. State, but not nation. So, uh, work on it, boys. <laughs> uh, next week's song as well. Like this is going to be a I'm couple of this, this is going to be a couple of good weeks of uh, you know, exciting songs. So next week we are doing. Umbrella, mm-hmm. classic, um, by Rihanna, featuring Jay-Z, as covered by All Time Loafer, I believe. Punk Goes Crunk. Again, yes. we're going back to crunk. We are. It's because we, we had, within 60 episodes, um, only one crunk song. We've got a lot of catching up There's going to be, there's yeah. probably going to be like a little stretch of time where it's like, oh, we're doing a couple of these back to back. Yep. <laughs> That's all right. Them's the breaks when it comes to randomizing the yeah. list. That... That's all right. That's the way we we decided to do it. So, mm-hmm. but until next week, thank you for listening. Um, I won't bother giving you socials because if you're not up to them or not hip to them by now, then what's yeah. the point? <laughs> Stay safe. Wash your hands. Be kind. Yeah. Mm. Flippity floppity. <laughs>